In today's Conquering Codependency, God's Way, we're diving into one of my favorite topics, and that is setting good boundaries. And to do that, I'm bringing you a teaching message from our Treasured Tribe Bible study called Boundaries Are Biblical. And if you are interested in joining the Treasured Tribe and walking through that entire study, visit www.treasuredtribe.com. And hey, it's a great time of year to do this because always in January, we walk through what is called our 21-day challenge together, which helps you to learn the Nourish Method, our faith based biblical approach to Bible study that will transform your life. Hey, and I also want to say a big thank you to everyone who donated to our Give 10, Tell 10 end of your giving campaign. We are so excited about all that God has done and we appreciate you. There's still time to give and if you would like to do so, visit www.give10tell10.org. And now on to today's show. Hi there, I'm Eileen Thompson, founder of Treasured Ministries. Welcome to our podcast and YouTube channel where we talk about conquering codependency God's way. You know, for years I was unaware of my codependency struggle because it flew right under the radar of my confused Christianity and controlling tendencies to find love. But when God brought an awareness and an unraveling of codependency that would open my arms to real intimacy with Him, everything changed. Now, I'm not a psychologist or a therapist. Don't expect an expert on this channel. I don't even have a seminary degree. But I am a woman that found freedom from codependency through God dependency. And now I'm passionate about sharing this with others. So join me as we discover truth, experience freedom, and live treasured. Welcome to Boundaries Are Biblical, our Treasure Tribe Bible study on the book of Exodus chapters 19 through 23. Hey, am I excited to dive into this material with you. And that's because I'm a firm believer in boundaries. And as somebody that struggled with codependency for many years, boundaries was a foreign concept to me. It was something uh, that I had to learn. And to be honest with you, I am still learning, still on that journey. And as I have written this study, boy, has God taught me. And what I love to teach the most inside of the Treasure Tribe are the things, the timeless truths that God is teaching me. So are you ready to set boundaries, to put God first so that you can soar? Me too. So let's dive in. So as I said, boundaries were sort of a foreign concept to me. And when I began to really dive into what they meant, the reason that I wanted to do that was because I knew that God was 
pushing me out of my wilderness season. When I broke free from codependency, it was like leaving Egypt, leaving my Pharaoh. And then God took me through this wilderness season where I learned intimacy with him and putting him first and walking in dependency. And that season was amazing. It was like a breath of fresh air. And I when I would compare it to my Egypt season, the one thing that I knew is that I didn't want to go back. In fact, I probably would have been quite happy with just staying with God, with just staying in my wilderness, but God knew that I was created for more. You see, you and I are wired for connection. But when we leave codependency and press into the promised land of having those healthy relationships, navigating relationships can be kind of confusing. I don't know if any of you can relate to this, but I remember for me, I remember plopping down on my therapist's couch and bawling my eyes out to him and just telling him, I think what I need is for God to just tell the world to stop. I need the world to stop so that I can figure out how I am supposed to move forward. Because the one thing that I know, Dr. Larcade, is that I don't want to go back to the way that I was. But I know that God is calling me to put my heart out there, but I don't know how to do this well. And I have been avoiding uh, uh, going out there and putting myself out there and, and having those close friendships, I had been avoiding that because I was so afraid that I was going to make a mistake. And the way that I was doing relationships in the past, I never wanted to go back to. But I knew that God had created me for relationships, so how should I move forward. And uh, just like a typical codependent, I wanted Dr. Larcade to give me a checklist. And he sat back and chuckled. And he said, it's not a checklist you need. It's God's perfect guidance to take you into this new space. And then he began to share with me about how a flexible boundary system was essential to building those healthy relationships, that it didn't have to be an all or nothing, that I could be choosy about who I decided to connect myself to and that God would hold my hand every step of the way. You see, the answer is not avoidance but advancement under the advisement of our almighty God. I want to ask you a question. Where is God pushing you out of the nest of your wilderness? And you're not sure if you're going to handle it right. And what if you make a mistake? And should you connect with this person or that person? And what should you do about that? And does it just cause so much anxiety that you decide it's just going to be me and God and that's just fine? You know what? You were created for more. And the truth is, is that you can move forward. You don't have to go back to the bondage of codependency inside of your Egypt. You can move forward. And the way that you do that is with 
flexible boundaries God's way. But oftentimes, just like I was feeling uh, that anxiety over it, you know, confusion over setting boundaries steals our confidence to place them, doesn't it? I mean, if we've been doing relationship one way and then God teaches us dependency upon him, putting ourselves back out there again, we know it's not supposed to be how it was in Egypt. It can be confusing, can't it? And anytime we're confused about something, it can steal our confidence. When we leave codependency, we have to learn a new way to do relationships. And the reason why setting boundaries is something that we can have confusion over is because just because we left our Pharaoh doesn't mean that the old mentality of how it was uh, would stick with us. You know, um, inside of codependency, many times our relationships are not built on love. They're built on a power struggle. There's one person um, that is, that is um, uh, domineering over and then the codependent is trying to help and rescue and, and please, and that's all done in the name of trying to control that person too. And so there's this big power struggle, but God wants your relationships to be uh, built on love. Another reason why this can be confusing is that when you and I change, it doesn't mean that everybody else around us is going to change too. And I remember distinctly hearing people say, we want the old Eileen back. And, and maybe somebody has said that to you too. Or maybe you just think, maybe I'm being a mean person. In fact, I remember somebody saying to me, I miss what we had. And I thought to myself, I bet you do because I never said no to you and you got to say and do uh, whatever you want. So sometimes we change, but other people aren't changing with us. And then our family of origin, you know, what we marinated in growing up, there were boundary systems that we experienced and the boundary systems may not have been done God's way. And so you can see how that this creates confusion and the confusion steals our confidence to put boundaries in place. So I want to start out by talking about what boundaries are. Boundaries are visible uh, or invisible quote-unquote fences which define ownership and responsibility. They protect our rights and what we value. They're a set of rules to determine what is acceptable and what is not acceptable. Boundaries say I belong to you and you belong to me. They defend us emotionally and spiritually. They set the course for mutual respect, protection, safety, they guard our hearts and they love the other person by not enabling unhealthy behavior. Now, there are three types uh, of boundary systems. The first boundary system is an open boundary system. And uh, to picture this, you would picture um, just not even a fence up 
right? Like anybody can go and come a as they please. And, um, and what determines uh, how we say yes and no is completely on outside influences. And that could be a million and one things. It could be uh, uh, guilt. It could be because we don't want to let another person down. It could be what the culture says is okay. All of those things, uh, those external references, uh, just cause us to have these, these open boundaries. And the next is closed. Now, closed is like walls of Jericho. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, closed are like nobody is getting in. And uh, for me, um, my Egypt, I had an open boundary system, but then in the wilderness, I enjoyed my intimacy with God so much. I said, that's it. I'm done. I'm putting up, I have some friends that I completely trust, but I'm putting up walls of Jericho, right? until God came for me. And when there are closed boundaries, they are rigid uh, and, and strict, and they are never influenced uh, by anything or anyone from, from the outside. Very rigid, very strict. Um, and the third boundary system is the flexible boundary system. This is the one that God would have for you and me. So a flexible boundary system um, offers clear and healthy boundaries that give both choice to the other person and a consequence if that person doesn't uh, follow that boundary, but they are also adaptable. And see, God wants us to have this flexible uh, boundary system. If I could give you a picture for that, it would be a fence with a gate. And the gate would allow people to come in and out, okay? And Jesus, your good shepherd, he is standing at the gatekeeper. And when we make God our gatekeeper, we can have confidence in those boundaries. You see, you and I need flexible boundaries. And we need flexible boundaries because you and I have a purpose and we are called to pour out agape love. And if we close our walls, we can't love others. And on the other side, if we have complete open boundaries, we might let in what is unhealthy. And you and I are called to live treasured and set apart. When the Israelites left Egypt, they too had to learn a new way to relate to people, right? They had been in slavery, and so they were in survival mode. And many of you, on the other side of that video, you were not in slavery in Egypt, but you were in another kind of bondage situation. You may have been in a relationship where you had to walk on eggshells all the time. You may have been in a narcissistic, codependent situation that was extremely unhealthy. And while it wasn't a Pharaoh, and while it wasn't Egypt, you slipped into survival mode. And God wants you to learn a new way to live, not in survival, 
but in surrender to God. In surrender to God. Yes, the answer is not avoidance, but advancement under the advisement of our almighty God. God's perfect guidance, not a checklist, brings clarity to our confusion so we can set flexible boundaries with truth aligned to his will. And we do that with confidence when we know he's guiding us. And the result of this are not only healthy relationships, but it's an opportunity for you to shine your light to others and to pour out your purpose. We're opening up with Exodus 19, and that comes right on the heels of Exodus 18, which was the last scripture in our Godfidence study. And, uh, and so God was getting ready to teach the Israelites again, and he was getting ready to give them a set of boundaries, give them instructions. And, and these instructions would do three things. Number one, they would teach them how to relate to other people and how to relate to God. So it would give the Israelites uh, his purpose, his principles for relationship. The second thing that they would do is that these boundaries would create an identity for God's nation that he was birthing. In other words, uh, the law that he gave out, that would define the nation uh, of Israel. Uh, but then the, the other thing, and this is so cool, this is so cool, is that God would use these boundaries to also teach the Israelites how to worship. Have you ever thought about boundaries as being beneficial because they're a form of worship? This week in your nurse scripture, you read how Moses went up to the top of Mount Sinai. In Exodus 3.12, uh, scripture tells us, it uh, tells us the conversation that Moses had with God on that same mountain in Mount Sinai uh, many years before when he saw that burning bush. Listen to what God says. Exodus 3.12, I will be with you, and this is your sign, that I am the one who has sent you when you have brought the people out of Egypt. You will worship at this very mountain. And so God would teach them how to worship him because for years they essentially <laughs> were living in worship to Pharaoh, right? And I wonder if anybody listening today is ready to learn deeper how to worship God by learning how to set boundaries his way. 
And so we see that when God came to Moses and he began to talk to him, he, he, he begins with these very beautiful, uh, poetic uh, words. He says to them, give these instructions to the family of Jacob announce it to the descendants of Israel. Now, that's very significant because when God was talking about Jacob, essentially, he was calling to mind the fact that he had given these promises to Abraham. In other words, the God of Abraham, those promises, they are your promises too. It was also another way for God to say, I am faithful. I am faithful. Verse four, you have seen what I did to the Egyptians. You know how I carried you on eagle's wings and brought you to myself. Now, if you will obey me and keep my covenant, you will be my own special treasure from among all the peoples of the earth. For all the earth belongs to me and you will be my kingdom of priests, my holy nation, This is the message you must give to the people of Israel. See, they were not just rescued to run back to another God. They were rescued to worship, and so it is with you. They were not just rescued to a regular life. No, they were rescued to a life of dignity and purpose, and so are you. They were not rescued to not have boundaries again. No, they were God's treasure set apart. And so are you. And so Moses is going up the mountain. And what I want us to do uh, for the rest of this video is I want us to look at how Moses received these boundaries from God to give out to the people. Um, And so we see Moses go up to the Mount of Sinai. And my first point to you is that you and I, if we are not going to follow a checklist, if we are going to stay close to the Holy Spirit, we must stay near to God to navigate. And that means sometimes you and I must go up the mountain. Now, what I mean by that is not that we need to hop on a plane and go to Mount Sinai uh, or hop on a, 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 in our cars and go to the Treasured Ministries retreat and go up the Asheville Mountain, although that was absolutely wonderful. But what I mean by that is the same concept of getting away from life's hustle so that you can hear from God. If it's not a checklist, but through relationship, you and I must stay near to God to navigate. And so Moses leaves the people and he goes up Mount Sinai. And that's important, see? Because Moses was not giving back out boundaries that he thought were good for the people or even boundaries that would make the people think well of him. Moses was giving out God's boundaries. And see, when I receive boundaries from God, I can have confidence they will be beneficial for both parties. In codependency, 
our main concern <laughs> was really, what is this person going to think of me? Or what do I think they need? Or I must rescue or a million other things. But in this season, in God dependency, our main concern is God, tell me what this person needs. We must stay near to navigate. Another reason why you want to stay near to navigate is that when God is the author of boundaries, they carry his authority. In other words, when you give out a boundary, you can have confidence in it. Not because you think it's good, but because you heard God speak and that you know that you know that God wants you to share this. You don't uh, stand alone and you're going to need that confidence because here's the thing. Just because God gives you a boundary to set and he gives you the authority from his work to do, just because he gives you that does not mean that the other person is going to automatically uh, follow the boundary. Think about how many times God gives boundaries in Scripture and how many times people break the boundaries. And God's word have authority. His words that come out of his mouth, they have major authority. But what you can have is the confidence knowing that when you give it out, if God is the author of that boundary, you have his authority and you don't stand alone. Verse 9, then the Lord said to Moses, I will come to you in a thick cloud, Moses, so the people themselves can hear me when I speak to you. They will always trust you. They will always trust you. The reason why Moses' boundaries had authority is because he received them from God. And you may not have a cloud with you, but if you are giving out a boundary, and I don't care if you're shaking in your boots, if God is the author of it, you are never alone. Now, the next thing that I want to point out to you is that Moses took multiple trips up and down that mountain. And I don't know if you caught that, but he went up and then he went down and then he went up and then he went down and he heard from God and then he told the people and then he reported back to God and then, and then he told the people. And so he went up and down, up and down and he was going up and down and up and down so that he could continue to commune with God. And so as we stay near to navigate, the other thing that we need to be aware of is that multiple trips up the mountain are um, a must. And they're a must because our boundaries must be flexible. You see, God will say uh, to set a boundary with one person one day, and then the other day he may tell you to open that door to that person. And just like inside of this passage, at first God said, don't bring anybody else up there with you. But then in the end, he told him, bring Aaron up with me. God's boundaries are flexible. You and I must be intimate with the Holy Spirit and push away our distractions and have that solitude come with God so that we can hear from him 
to set boundaries. Multiple trips up the mountain are a must for flexible boundaries. The next thing that I want you to see are some of God's, what I call building blocks uh, for healthy boundaries. So we're going to be looking at some things that he incorporates into when he gives uh, out the boundary. And the first is history. In other words, um, and I read this scripture to you, but God recalls for the Israelites the act of love and faithfulness in the past. In other words, he reminds the Israelites, I'm getting ready to tell you you need to do something, but here's why I'm telling you to do it. And oftentimes when we give out a boundary, we need to pave the way with love. And we also need to check ourselves that it is given in Love. Now, love never means that we say yes all the time. Uh, God told the Israelites that they would need to be obedient to him, but he separated their obedience from his love for him. In other words, he started out, you remember how I got you out of there on eagle's wings and brought you to myself. You remember you're going to be my treasured possession. We start with history and then we move to clarity. That's another important uh, building block uh, for, for boundaries. We move to that place of clarity. See, God was very clear. Verse 12, mark off a boundary around all the mountain. Warn the people, be careful. Do not go up the mountain or even touch its boundaries. I don't know how much clearer we can be than that. We need to be clear. You know what? For years, before I had the courage and the clarity and the conviction to set boundaries, you know what I wanted other people to do? I wanted them to read my mind and do it for me because I didn't feel like it was my right place to do it. I felt guilty about telling somebody no. And so the weirdest thing would happen, like I would get upset if somebody asked me something because I was like, oh, I can't say no to this person. Or I would want people to read my mind and for them to know exactly what I needed. It doesn't work that way. Clarity is key. Clarity is key. And then God gives the people a choice. And we're going to be talking about this more later on in our study. But I want you to see this. He gives choice and consequence. Um, continuing on in that verse 12, he says, anyone who touches the mountain will certainly be put to death. Now that's, that's a pretty strong consequence. Just, I'm going to go into that in a minute. Verse 13, no hand may touch the person or animal that crosses the boundary. Instead, stone them or shoot them with arrows. They must be put to death. However, when the ram's horn sounds a long blast, the people may go up the mountain. So see, God was clear. He gave them a choice. He did not put them on a leash and pull them up there. He gave them a choice, but there was a consequence if they didn't follow through. If our boundaries don't have choice or consequence, they will never be healthy. 
And if you seek God, God will give you clear direction to put those building blocks in place. But even if you put them in place, you must remember to expect that you're going to have to repeat your boundary. Now, I don't know if you caught this in your nurse scripture, but over and over and over again, the Lord is telling Moses to tell the people, make sure you tell them, don't cross the boundary, don't cross the boundary, don't cross the boundary. See, God knows hearts. And we should know hearts, right? And so when you give out a boundary, and this, this was another thing that I had to learn, I would work up this courage to set a boundary with somebody. And then they would break the boundary. And, and I'm not talking about a narcissistic person that um, is extremely unhealthy. I'm just talking about, you know, the normal we forget or we, you know, whatever it was the other person did, not uh, insincere in their breaking it. And so then I would get so frustrated or I would think I can't do this or I would think it just took so much effort to set the boundary. I didn't want to have to say it again, but sometimes we need to be like uh, a broken record. I learned that from Dr. Holly Spots, and she talked about the fact when we set boundaries, sometimes we have to be a broken record, and, and we see that here. And so expect to repeat yourself. Now, I want to address something, because in this passage, God gets a little bit dramatic, right? I mean, like, he is the all-consuming fire. I don't know about you, but I love that imagery of God. Now, he is the all-consuming fire, and there are ram's horns blowing, there is smoke going, there is fire going, and it's like if you break this boundary, you're going to death and all this sort of stuff. You might be saying, isn't that a little dramatic? God was making a point. He was making a point with his people that he's a holy God. He's a holy God. And that intimacy with him, hearing him speak, was not common. It was a gift. It was a gift. You know, what makes me stay near to God and treasure that quiet time with Him and set my alarm early so I can sit at His feet is nothing in the New Testament. It's all about the old. Because I realize that Jesus has made it possible for those boundary lines to be taken down. Hebrews 12, 24 says this, you have come to Jesus, the one who mediates the new covenant between God and people and to the sprinkled blood which speaks of forgiveness instead of crying out for vengeance like the blood of Abel. When I read this scripture in Hebrew in light of this passage in Exodus, it reminds me 
that intimacy with God is a gift to be treasured and that I don't ever want to take that gift of going to God for granted. And in the same fashion, you are God's treasure and you should have standards for intimacy too. Whether it's physical intimacy or emotional intimacy, you are God's treasure set apart to soar. Don't ever rush intimacy or have open boundaries there. For you are so valuable to God. And like God, you must also set boundaries for intimacy, going near to God and up the mountain to navigate is a priceless gift. And this gift, having a relationship with God, that is what you and I must bring to others in a specific purpose that God has given to you and me. And for those reasons, just like we can't have all open boundaries, we can't have closed either. And the answer is not avoidance, but alignment and advancement under the direction of Almighty God. Speaking of that imagery of an eagle, in Deuteronomy, Moses pulls from that time on Mount Sinai uh, in Deuteronomy 32, 11 and 12, and he says this, like an eagle that rouses her chicks and hovers over her young, so he spread his wings to take them up and carried them safely on his pinions. The Lord alone guided them. They followed no foreign gods. Now, inside of that scripture, uh, this, this, this idea of pinions, it is um, what eagles do when it's time for their babies to go out of the nest. And just like you were rescued from codependency, right, and God took you in his arms, and maybe it wasn't codependency for you. Maybe it was another dependency. But God rescued you in his arms. He brought you into the wilderness. And now he's put nudges in your heart for you to get out of the nest and give your heart again. Where is God nudging you to give your heart? 1 Peter 2.9 says, You are a royal priest, a holy nation, God's very own possession, and as a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for he has called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. God's guidance brings confident, clear direction to set flexible boundaries giving us divine protection that also allows our purpose to flourish and agape love to grow.